And welcome back to the dungeon. Uh, it's been a little while, but uh, we are back, squad, uh, here in the dungeon. As always, this is Chico Leo, and I am joined by... Leo Fairman, what's going on, gang? Yeah, so uh, a lot has happened since uh, the last time we talked about Maniac Cops. Uh, you went to Hawaii Con. Did you, uh, did you see anything scary while you were over there? I saw some whitefin sharks. Did you really? Yeah, we were we went snorkeling and they were. I saw sharks and I saw sea turtles. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, the sharks, the sharks are really chill. Like they don't like they don't go fuck with people and they're relatively small. Some of them are pretty big, but they're, the ones that we saw were relatively small. But they just kind of you know it's not a very populated area. They're not. They don't really go out and attack anybody. They just like chill in caves. <laughs> um, and, so yeah, so sharks. Yeah. Well, sea turtles are not scary. Did you? Uh... Related to this episode, did you see anything with tentacles? Oh, I wish I did, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I did. Tentacles and a and a and a like you know spiny gaping maw. I right. did not, unfortunately. No, unfortunately, okay. No. All right. Well, that uh, that that reveals. Uh, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the small town uh, when small towns are invaded by uh, space. Should we say mollusks? Because uh, one movie is definitely space squids, and the other movie is uh, space slugs. Yeah, they're cephalopody tentacly beasties. I like I like one of the the things I was linking our two movies with is the idea of like like some you know there are there is the horror format with a big monster and there is a horror format with like little beasties and yes. this is like of the little beasties variety. <laughs> Which one? Uh, both of them, really. I mean, well, like once they're they, babies. Yeah, exactly. Right, they have like there's, there's, there's a big beastie in each of them. There is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing is, and I think it, it goes back to early horror, is that it's small towns. You know, when you yeah. think of like, you know, Dracula or Frankenstein, even it's like it's it's or or the classic universal movies. They are um, it's always a small town that, that, that gets invaded. Um, you know, stuff like, I guess, King Kong rampaging through New York. You get that. But in general, it's it's often these isolated uh, situations and I think that comes out of the folklore and folktales that horror movies, you know, are descended from. And I right, it, yeah. No, go, go. What? No, I was, I was gonna say it's like it's, it's often, yeah, s simple folk, and like usually like one slightly advanced person who's like a scientist or just smarter, <laughs> and them and a town. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah. and, and we have that here. The other thing here now, I've talked about like when we did. Um, when we talked about um, what we do in the shadows, I'm not usually one for horror comedy. And, and there's a specific kind of comedy that I was really thinking about when I said that, which was like the, the slapstick. You know, I don't really like Shaun of the Dead. Again, I know uh, Casey out there was shocked when I said that. Um, Longtime loyal listener. But yeah, I don't I don't like the sort of slapsticky horror stuff. Um, I don't even like slapstick like I, you know... I don't like Cheech and Chong, you know, I don't, I don't know. I do like, um, you know, Three Stooges, but um, these, these are sort of horror comedies, but um, they, they don't sort of skimp on the horror for the comedy. Like in no time in Shaun of the Dead was I scared or grossed out or any of that, I don't think. Whereas this doesn't skimp on that, especially, all right, so I, we haven't mentioned, we're going to talk about Slither and grabbers and slither has an awesome amount of gross out stuff 
Um, it does. It does. I yeah yeah. So there. So so there is. So there is great. Um, I wanted. Uh, you were talking about. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, slapstick comedy, slapstick horror specifically, and I wanted to make one quick note because something jumped in my brain. Um, there is a there is an important day in my youth. Uh, I don't know if I was like I, I was ten or eleven or something like that, but it was when I went to the theater to go see Dracula Dead and Loving It with Leslie Nielsen. Are you familiar with this movie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, which I I believe I want to say was Mel Brooks. Yes. Yeah, it was Mel Brooks, right? That was the day that I lost faith in like theater comedy as a young person, <laughs> because like Leslie Nielsen, when I was much younger, like I grew up watching Police Squad and Airplane and all those and Naked Gun and all those movies. And like he was like a superhero of mine. And I hated that movie so much. Even as a young person, I was like, oh, this is fucking total trash. It was terrible. That's I mean, in my memory, that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You said slapstick horror, so that memory jumped in my head. Yeah, it's funny because they've tried to do that with Dracula over the years a lot. I actually saw a very early movie memory as I saw Love Love at First Bite uh, in the theaters, which was Frank Langella, and that was definitely a sort of romance comedy, a romantic comedy version of Dracula. Um, and so I think Dracula, more than any other, they've tried that. However... There are a couple of humorous moments, a couple in the original Frankenstein, but most famously Bride of Frankenstein has a whole humorous uh, level, which is really the first sequel, her first horror sequel. Yeah. Uh, and, and many people consider it to be the best of the Universal, original Universal horror movies and had the same director, James Whale, directed the original Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. And there's a lot of sort of winking nods um, at the audience and um, in, in Bride of Frankenstein. So, you know, he they've been combining. And then later on in the 50s, you had like, you know, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and, you know, Abbott and Costello meet the werewolf. I mean, there's definitely a long history of them combining horror and comedy. But I, I kind of like the way they do it in these two movies. And we're going to talk about them most specifically. But I also think um, Lake Placid did it, uh, the 1999 movie with Betty White as the old lady who lives by the lake and there's a giant alligator in the lake. Also, Eight-Legged Freaks, which was a giant spider movie from the 2000s, maybe 2002, 2004. That also, um, you know, combine the sort of horror and comedy, and um, do you yeah, want to call? Do you want to claim Ghostbusters? Yeah, yes, I would claim claim Ghostbusters. Um, although I guess I, you know, I I saw Ghostbusters in the theaters, and I think I actually was a little scared in the. Um, There's some scary shit in it. In the There's some in, scary shit in Ghostbusters. In the library scene, and maybe oh my god, yeah, maybe some of the stuff with like the uh, the gargoyle wolf, like whatever monsters. The problem is anything scary is totally sort of, um, you know, sort of blocked in my head by Slimer and the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Um, right. Right. Which I would argue is, is in fact, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I was going to say is more comedy than horror, but there, there's legit horror in there. Um, yeah, so Ghostbusters is maybe the, the apotheosis of that. But, um, yeah, so 2006 uh, was the release of Slither, which actually is directed by James Gunn, who has now become super famous for directing the Guardians of the Galaxy films, and it is his first, it's his directorial debut. And it starred Nathan Fillion, who is fr who was fresh off of, I believe, um, what was it, uh, uh, Firefly. 
and two thousand six, yeah, no, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, and yeah, Michael yeah. Rooker, uh, classic yeah. horror villain, uh, who you know most recently people might remember is from uh, the first couple of seasons of uh, Walking Dead, and it was a huge bomb. It was a huge yeah, box yeah. office bomb, um, and yet it's great. I think it's really good. I think it's, I love I love the shit out of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's really good. It's definitely has a you know I think a really good you know rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it got good reviews from critics. You know who knows what was going on the weekend it opened. Who knows what it opened against? You know, but it it was actually a, a pretty big bomb and. If you ask anyone, I mean, it's it's a it's a great movie. I mean, it combines sci-fi, horror, comedy, all like really well, and it's gross. You know, I mean, I feel like you could compare it in some ways to like a Cronenberg movie or to The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, in terms of a lot of the really sort of grotesque body stuff that happens. But um, it's it's basically a small town. And an extraterrestrial parasite crashes into it. It's a small town in South Carolina. And um, basically the parasite is a slug uh, or with tentacles. And it um, the first person that it gets is Michael Rooker's character, who's like a rich, sleazy, scumbaggy guy. And it slowly starts, uh, well, he he sort of mates with another woman and then sort of basically creates all these baby slugs inside her. And she grows to, like, basically turns into... Oh, like, God, that scene was incredible. That yeah. scene was really wild. I, like, I, I, I'm somebody who had not seen this movie way back in the day. Like, I saw it for purposes of this recording. And I was just totally bowled over by it. Like, on, on top of that, it also did the thing which I feel like I can count on one hand the times I've seen it in the past decade, if not longer. It, uh, it, they like, in, they, 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 there's a scene where, where young girls are infected and essentially killed by yeah. this thing. Yeah. And that's really rare. Like, I like never, I never see that in, in movies. Um, and they, they, they prep it. Like the little girls are like tucked in bed reading goosebumps. Right. And like they really prepped the scene and I'm like, they're not gonna do that. And like, yes, they did. <laughs> Those girls got infected and they're essentially like lost for dead. Yeah, I mean it's really weird because it doesn't pull any punches and yet there are a lot of really good like one liners. Uh-huh. Um so I guess one of like sort of the thematic themes and 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 the father of all sort of tentacle type stuff in at least Western you know, media is is H.P. Lovecraft, who was very famously like racist and xenophobic, was in in, in watching these. It wasn't really my initial thing, but um, you know, when when we chose these movies, the idea was both of them were monsters from space and small towns. But I I feel like you could really look at this through the lens of like small town xenophobia about immigration, say. Um, you know, when they interviewed people after the most re after the recent presidential election, all the people who were like terrified that Hillary Clinton was going to bring Sharia law were people who lived in small towns and had no contact with Muslims, you know, um, and it really is this idea that in small, small town views anything sort of alien coming into their world as the end of the world, essentially, um, and that is sort of what is portrayed here. Um, and both movies, like I think the entire cast are white in both uh, Slither and in Grabbers. And Grabbers takes place on a small island off Ireland. 
I myself, I actually spent um, about a week in a small town in Ireland on the coast. It was called Bunbeg, which means in Irish, it means a small harbor. And it was the smallest harbor in the world. And anyone who was from that town under the age of 40 had left because there were no jobs. But there was a huge influx of Somali refugees. And there was definitely a vibe, like a weird, uncomfortable vibe about that and there was zero assimilation you know there was no way you know the somalis had their part of town and uh they didn't mix at all with the regular sort of quote-unquote townsfolk and i just and when i when i saw grabbers it reminded me of that and some of the sort of one-liners in slither sort of reminded me of some of the things that you see on Twitter from people that's, you know, like you could, they're literally, they don't know what they're talking about. They could literally be talking about some alien slug. Hmm. I don't know. What do you, I mean, what, like, what do you think it, about, uh, I mean, that was the, that was the lens, which I didn't intend to watch. I had seen Slither several times, uh, but that was what I ended up, uh, sort of how I sort of looked at them this time. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a totally reasonable read, especially in terms of uh, uh, a sociological approach for a horror film to take. And in both of these films, it should be noted that they're both dealing with like this sort of un, uh, uninterpretable alien menace. Right. Where, where there's no portion of the film where characters inside of it are devoted to time trying to understand what's going on. They're just trying to survive. You know, they're just trying to they're not trying to broker a communication or a dialogue with this creature because it, it doesn't present that. Uh, and so that's sort of the most pessimistic possible approach to, you know, this 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 notion of the of the other. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I, I can see I can see alignment uh, within that. Um, I mean. At the same time, like I don't necessarily like I know that there's there have been tons of uh, you know these uh, these reads of H.P. Lovecraft as a racist, and I don't I don't really apologize for any of those reads. I think like that's clear. But I mean, Nathaniel Hawthorne had like tons of racism in his work. Edgar Allan Poe had racism in his work. These 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 old like you know dried up white writers had racism in their shit. That's true. H.P. H.P. Lovecraft gets hit particularly because he was such like a a maverick and a groundbreaker in a lot of ways. But I don't for a second uh, think that he wrote about he he created this concept of the of the uninterpretable alien uh, grand power alien as some comparison to the uninterpretable immigrant other. I think he was a racist and he also had these like crazy ass sci fi horror ideas. Um, I also think he was he was self hating and there's like also reads of him like you know being like a closeted homosexual and that, like he was super repressed and all this other shit. Um, but I mean, uh, I like the I like the particular reads here because they're they are small towns. Interestingly, Slither does have a black character in it who is totally worthless. <laughs> He's not really used in any, in a productive way. <laughs> But there's like one black dude in the town. Right. <laughs> like you get to, you get to see him. Uh, he get you know he's he's fodder uh, in that in that scene we were discussing. Um, there are no people of color in grabber in grabbers, right? No. Yeah. I None. mean, and and to, to it's there, Ireland. It's a, know, it's, it's, it's a small Ireland, Ireland it's a island. Small yeah. Island off of Ireland. I mean, it's you know. Yeah, yeah. That that you know, but whereas South Carolina, where Slither takes place, there certainly are a ton. Of I mean, there's black a historic folks, black you know? presence and in, now, in South and Carolina. And now, actually, recently, I mean, there's also uh, 
uh, a historic like Chicano presence as well. You know, uh, a lot of like Mexican and Central American people uh, in the South. So, um, you know, it could it could have been a little they could have been a little better, like, you know, sort of representative in that maybe that was one of the things that sort of made me uh you know think think of that take on this um i, I actually would say the same thing about eight-legged freaks and lake placid the difference about those is that i don't think it the uh it's something that comes from space you know um these are very clearly it's some kind of menace that comes from space like the thing whereas lake placid is just a giant um you know, a giant alligator maybe left over from the, you know, the Paleolithic times, sort of like a Godzilla, nature gone awry. I mean, the giant animal horror genre goes on and on and on with, you know, Jaws yeah. and Orca and Grizzly and alligator. Wait, I want, wait, I want to feed your, I want to feed your immigrant idea further because you're reminding me of a specific conversation in Slither. Sure. And it's, it's the conversation where they're in the car and she like and the and the girl who almost who her whole family was taken by the slugs almost like she like kind of points up and then uh what's his name uh uh the the mayor of the town he's like you mean goddamn martians right and then and then like nathan Fillion is like well we don't know like if it's mars like i mean and he's just like well whatever that's just a word that you call whatever the hell is up there right whatever is from space <laughs> from space is a martian right it's a martian right. which is I, I, sort I, of I an interesting of that too i'm glad you, yeah. remember, you remembered that because that was like it was the same kind of thing where it's like you know to most to a lot of white americans like all latinos are mexican you know, it's like that kind right, of thing. Right, right. Like Mexican, Martian, mm -hmm. same thing. And so, yeah. you know, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm trashing these movies at all because I'm not. Because I, I, I really like Slither a lot, and I was very pleasantly surprised with Grabbers because the description. We haven't really talked much about that, but the description of Grabbers is that this small Irish town on this island gets. Um, oh, there's also a reason why most of the town is off the island that weekend. So there's like a very limited amount of people that are on the right. island. But um, right. the uh, they get basically, you know, attacked by these this, you know, squid monster and that they have to stay drunk to fight it, which in my reading of that, I was like, oh, that's kind of corny or lame, like, you know, making fun of, you know, sort of rural Irish people for being drunk all the time. But it's they actually figure out that the creature is actually alcohol is poison to it and it's like a vampiric squid so it sucks blood and basically it'll start to suck your blood but immediately stop if you have a high level of alcohol and so basically the climax involves everybody but one character getting really 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 drunk so that and they keep like you know blowing you know into the you know the alcohol detector to make sure that their their blood alcohol level is high enough um and they actually even then run out of alcohol um the the, the pub runs they all gather in the pub and they're all just hardcore drinking and um it works really well and and the way that they figure it out is kind of cool and so I, I, in the initial description, I was like, oh, this sounds like, oh, you know, I was imagining some sort of weird slapstick thing with like drunk people fighting like alien squids, but it wasn't that at all. Um, I mean, it was a little bit in the final act, but not really. I, I, I recommended this movie, right? Yeah, this was, this was a, a, a Leo Fairman pick. I fucking, Which I'm, I'm, yeah. I loathed this movie. You, you like, loathed the grabbers. It's. 
it's one of the worst movie, worst horror movies I've seen in the past few years. So I was gonna say it was a little tepid, like it was the horror wasn't up to like Slither and the one liners. Eh, I mean, it was like okay, you know, all right, sorry, all right. And let me a go. Let me go. Storyline that just sort of doesn't really work. The romance in it is painfully badly done. Right. Okay. This movie reeks of first director, first writer. Right. This movie has is so sloppy front to back. I mean, okay. Wow. I didn't. All I didn't right, dislike right, it as much I, as you did. Wow. I hated it. So let me for, let me start with this approach. The main character in it. Are you familiar with the actor who plays the guy who's like the town drunk, uh, but he's sober for the movie. Well, you he's know, also you know and he's also the sheriff. So the the sheriff is the main is sort of the main hero in both movies. Right. I'm familiar with him because I know that he was in the Pusher uh, movies by Nicholas Weindig Refn, which I know you love. Was he? Oh, yeah. was he? Yeah, he's in no, the first he wasn't. One. Yeah, yeah, he's like the drug dealer. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. The the, the no, the, he's not. The yeah, absolutely. The guy who he's a hundred percent the main character in Pusher. He's not the main character. He's like, um, hold on, what's this? Uh... No, he's not. Yeah, he, he he's absolutely not. is. There's no way you're right. There's no way you're right. Uh, no. Hold on, yeah. Because that's not where I know him from. Oh, okay. He was the he was the league drug. Okay, wow. Uh, in the 2012 English language remake of. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. No, he's not. He's not in Pusher. He's right. not. He's not. He's not uh, Dutch at all. No. Um. He's not a Dane. Uh, no, okay. So I like what I know him from is from uh, a, a popular and in this country I think a cult classic in the UK. It's popular, but a show called Coupling, which is the British uh, version essentially of it's a it's a mashup of Seinfeld and Friends, leaning more to Seinfeld. Um, he is the Kramer character in that show. It ran for four seasons. He's hilarious in it. He is a total treasure. And in the fourth season, because what happens with BBC shows is that they don't go very long, but they often lose characters. And he, they lose him in the fourth season over some bullshit, like some bullshit story plot point. And they introduce a new guy that's supposed to take his place that becomes an ersatz Kramer, and he's terrible, and the fourth season sucks. But the first three seasons of Coupling are gold, and he is absolutely gold. He plays Jeff in it. He is hilarious in that show. I love that. I love him in that show 100%. I hated him in this movie. I hated right. this movie front to back. I think the the hard sell of the romance is just kind of like the 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 barest uh you know like netting on it for why it's so terrible. I mean, it has this super purposeful soundtrack that it makes it makes you think you're watching like ET or some shit and it's totally irrelevant to the actual movie itself. It's the cinematography in it is total garbage. There are like five, you know, 360s freaking uh, swing arounds, like in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Like it's um, like it's that guy who like directed the Fast and the Furious series. There are the, the scenes make no sense, run for no, no meaningful amount of time and then immediately cut to another scene. They don't show transitions between characters walking out of the frame and entering the next part of the scene at all. It's just a half a conversation and then you're in a different place. It is so amateurish that I just could not reckon with it in what in any way. I, every time I tried to stay with the movie, it just threw me at the, against the rocks and wow. was like, well, I, okay, I and, now, and now the two characters are in love. 
And it's like, right. what the fuck are you talking? What? Why? For what? Like that? Uh, the from in the first five minutes, they established that he wants to like bang the new girl for no. Not be for no reason, just I guess because he's drunk, and then everybody in the town is like, "We're gonna get you both together again for no reason." Like the well, the, no, there's the, a, there's a storyline that like his wife left him, and he's lonely, and everyone likes him, and that's why he's a drunk now. I mean, but I that's just wanna, so I, dismissive to the know, woman I, I, in the, the woman cop in the movie, right? No, 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 of course. I mean, that she's she, just fodder for like his like romantic woes, right? Well, what's interesting or you know, whatever is that. They introduce what you think the romance is going to be is between her and the marine biologist, uh, Dr. Smith, who's played by the werewolf on the uh, British version of... Uh, of being human. Of being human. And now he's also on um, I think Quantico. But um, he, you think it's going to be him, and then the, the creature actually kills him in the third act, or early in the third act. Um, which I didn't expect. Um, and then wait, they... wait, let me, let me, let me pause here. Cause I have something here in my notes. Um, scientist guy says to cop girl, mother nature can be quite beautiful. There's a pause. You related, right? That's a line in the movie. No, I know. Like a I man, know. a man wrote hey. that line and was paid for that. Line. Right. I, I, I just want to remind the listeners that this was a uh, Leo recommendation. Although I, I, I mean, I definitely like Slither a lot more, but like I didn't hate Grabbers the way you I do. despise Grabbers. Um, I, I kind of like. I like the milieu. So like I like the sort of small, the small deserted the like, idea, Irish the, island. I love the I love the setting. I like you said. I think the concept to, like kind of works and is kind of justified in a number of ways. Although in the movie, the the whole thing, I didn't. Maybe right, maybe you can explain this to me. I didn't understand why. The first breathalyzer scene where the 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 woman gets totally shit faced. Right. Why were they tr like why were they trying to get her to point to blood alcohol? Because, because there's like, a certain level of blood alcohol that, you know, the creature will not eat you at. Well, but how did they know that? Like in my head, it was like because they there were was like, a town drunk. So the way they figured it out was the other the town drunk who wasn't the sheriff, like the actual real town. Yeah, drunk, he yeah he, he was had, like my he favorite character. To, he had been attacked by the creature and quote unquote fought it off. But they figured out no it was because you it was it didn't like your blood. Why didn't it, oh you were drunk and blah blah blah. You but know, how so did they a, know that he was point two? I think oh maybe maybe they took his blood. I'm not sure that no I could, okay yeah. so all right so this is to my this the way I understood that scene and why it makes no sense to me is that they were like she, she was like I'll get completely shit faced and she does they check her blood alcohol it's point two and then they feed her blood to the beast and it dies right and they're like oh point two is what kills it and in my head I'm like well shouldn't you kind of do this in stages right like get to point oh five. And then be like, does that work? Well, no, okay, I think they no. were trying to get her to the point of the drunk, you know, the town drunk. But I mean, how do they know that? How do because they know he's point to? Well, I, he's either... just the town drunk. But I right. mean, like, but they had a beast in a in a glass box. There might have been a line in there which one or both of us missed, where they 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 established that he that they took his blood and he was at point two, and so that was the. I don't think that happens. I think that I think they that just was skip no, because they made that. a big deal about getting her to this specific level. 
and that it was and they even say they need to get her to have as much alcohol in her blood as but even as if the thing but even if the thing didn't feed off him because of his blood alcohol that's total shit science to think well then that's the minimum it's like no wait you're talking about the drunkest guy in the town if not the sheriff right and what you should do is stage up and just test and test and test and then when you get to the borderline of it, be like, okay, let's make it, a, we'll have to get, you know, point one or something. Like, right. because well, that's a little I don't over. know. Even, I, I mean, I did have issues with this movie. That was one where I felt like they established this was going to be, you know, it was like the scene in the thing where it's like, okay, here's the test and this is what it is. And, you know, I, 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 I a little that. bit, but the thing, they do it way better in the thing. Of I will course. not compare I mean, the them. Is like I will not compare movie. those. Yeah, no, no, it is. And they do it much better in that. But no, like, so that kind of, like, irritated me because a lot of the movie is anchored on that, on, on everybody, especially her, being tremendously shit-faced. Where, like, the, the mechanics of the plot are that everyone fucks up as they try to fight this beast because they're drunk, they have to be drunk enough to fight the beast. Right. Which, again, is sort of interesting to me. But the fact that it's anchored on a thing, on a plot point, or a, or a, or a script element that I find really weakly expressed ruins it for me in the end and makes it not a thing i'm allowed to love about the movie and so i have nothing in the end to love about this movie i hate this movie i don't right. recommend anybody see this movie <laughs> i think it's and it was a huge hit slither was a total bomb right. grabbers was a hit grabbers made the money but right. it also cost a lot less than slither but i mean like that also, makes me grabbers is an irish movie and i don't know that you know they're they're sort of there's some hometown film, hero their shit Their film going industry on. is not as big as ours and like most of the movies yeah. I see are Hollywood movies anyway. And so I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I can't yeah. name another Irish horror movie off the top of my head, although I'm sure they I know they exist. So I would assume yeah, I mean it, when you say it was a huge hit, it certainly wasn't a huge hit here. Uh, no, but it was it was a moneymaker. Yeah. Not here. I mean it might have made its money back, you know, in Ireland and 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 Britain, but I don't know that it even had a theatrical release here. It played it played the Sundance Film Festival. It might have had some kind of very, very limited release here, but I think it was, you know, it 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 had a, you know, it had a legit release in in Britain, Ireland, and I assume, you know, um, other maybe other, you know, like Australia, New Zealand, Canada, even. But it was not, you know, it wasn't a big thing here in in 2012. Um, all I know, all I know is that one of my private hells would be being forced to just watch scenes of these two characters flirt with each other. Right, like that yeah, would they be did a not personal hell of mine. Whereas they definitely had better chemistry in in Slither. I mean, it's it's yeah. funny thinking about all of the. The similarities uh, in the uh, of, of the two movies. I mean, there's definitely mm -hmm. no doubt. Slither was smarter. Slither was grosser. Slither was funnier. Slither was was scarier. Slither, I mean, so there's actually a very famous shot from Slither of um, uh, a, a girl in the bathtub, and she's sitting in the bathtub with yeah. her eyes closed, and one of the slugs comes in and is sort of, and the slugs are really gross and phallic looking. I mean, they're definitely like the Thunderbird. Yeah. And that actually mirrors the scene in one of Cronenberg's uh, really early movies, um, where uh, there's like a parasite and it, it it crawls through and it looks like a penis and it's, it it goes into a woman's vagina in the in in the bathtub. I feel like that was definitely like a visual reference to that. Um, oh, so yeah, chock I mean, full of horror references. Like it's like reference. It's funny because it's reference rich, but that doesn't make the film. The film is great on its own, but it has like oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. 
I mean, apparently, uh, I, I haven't, uh, I, I never saw it, but apparently it's very similar to Night of the Creeps, which was yeah. a 1986 movie. And, um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, this is, this is like an example of just sort of why our release schedule is so fucked up. Even though this is 2006, you know, this, if a movie's not number one, like it goes away in like a week or two and Slither is definitely the kind of movie, you know, Jaws was in the theaters for over a year. If Slither had been in the theaters for like a couple of months, it would have gotten word of mouth. Like I'm not saying like get out or something like that. But it would have gotten word of mouth and it would have definitely been like the kind of thing that eventually people would have seen it and they would have recommended it. Right. So, yeah, yeah unfortunately, yeah, you can definitely watch Grabbers for free on Amazon, but you've got to actually pay to rent Slither, um, which I used to have on DVD and I no longer do. So I had to actually uh, pay the four bucks to rent it to, uh, to watch it again. But I was glad I did. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while, and it's 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 well worth your time. Also, if you come across Eight-Legged Freaks or Lake Placid, um, the thing about all these is they have really good casts. You know, they don't yeah. skimp. It's all They're all character actors, but they're like A-list character actors. Yeah, no, they're great. And, and also, interestingly about Slither, there's no nudity in Slither, which is weird. Even in in the fact, bathroom? there's like you're right, you're right, yeah. There's a lot of almost nudity, yeah. That's and right. there's and there's and there's a lot of Elizabeth Banks and a nighty, and right. that's that's oak. That's not a problem, um, but there's no actual nudity in the film, and I don't think there's nudity in Grabbers either. And it was it was funny because it was making me think about that. Like, I feel like we go through waves in horror with nudity, right? Where right. it's like a quote unquote respectable like you know, mainstream horror movie can or cannot have nudity in it, depending on the year or the clutch of years. It's true. And I, I mean, it's, and I feel and, like 2006 must've been that. I mean, the nudity also in movies is you, I mean, like it, it, it ranges from like the most horrifically exploitative shitty, you know, leering voyeuristic bullshit to, you know, sort of, uh, you know, it's there for a reason. Right. Depending on the movie, you know, I mean, when you got a movie like Pieces about, you know, hacking up, you know, making a Frankenstein out of women's bodies that you've hacked up. I mean, it's the nudity in there is not really, you know, right. <laughs> but it's like, and it's, but it's like back in the day, it's, it's like nudity was sort of a part and parcel to slasher. Well, that like you exactly, made a slasher right, film. Right. It's like you needed to have the nudity right. and all, and like there was a, there, I, I don't want to say there was no condescension to that from the, the, the film critic literati, but at the same time, they were kind of like, like we look back on that now with a weird sort of, you know, appreciation where we're like, yep, those were those old movies right. with the titties in it. Um, but I mean, in, in, in mainstream horror, there are still movies that like come out that do that do pretty well that are fairly respected by by critics or fans that do have like some nudity in it and then like we'll go through like years where it's like you'll never see it in a in a movie that's not a kind of not grindhouse but an exploitative you know indulgence well it's also um, worth pointing out this is r rated and uh, most um horror movies these days are pg13 because they're now, to yeah. teenagers, and that's yeah. another reason why there's no nudity in in in, in modern horrors because most of them are PG thirteen. 
Slither mm. is R, and it's R not yeah. for nudity and not even really it's, necessary for violence, but just for grossness. Grossness, man. When it's yeah. gross, it's gross. It really is. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Slither are very, very highly recommended. Grabbers, not so much. Although I didn't hate it the way Leo did. Um, I, I I unrecommend. I I regret recommending it to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I unrecommend Grabbers. Right. Um. Well. All right. So we've got a. Big week ahead of us. We're uh, we're both going to be at Comic Con uh, this weekend, and uh, is Com is Comic Con this week? Comic Con is this week. That's right. O October. Uh, o is this the first week of October? It is. Are you kidding? Are you, did you know New York Comic Con? No, I know. I'm oh, I was going to say. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got you know Comic Con coming up. If anyone out there is going to be at Comic Con, we'll both be there. Uh, I know that we're both going to be at the uh, BGN party Friday night, and uh, otherwise, look for us uh, at Comic Con and uh, say hi. And yeah, uh, and, and I'm and I'm going to be at the Invisible Lat Latinx panel on Saturday at seven forty-five. If anybody's interested in coming through, yes, and I will be in the uh, in the audience, invisible in the audience. <laughs> you are going to be visible, my friend. Yes. All right. Well, anyway, uh, thanks. Sorry, apologize for the uh, you know for missing missing a week. You can blame uh, Leo's sojourn in, uh, in the islands. Yep. And uh, yeah, as always, keep screaming. Keep screaming, everyone. <laughs>